moving season is upon us and what better way to get organized than with moving checklists. And I am the checklist queen because every one of my moves required a checklist to get organized. It seemed that I created a checklist for each military move, but in reality, I was repeating the same steps every few years. Some moves had the same lists, while other moves had a few extra steps. So I created a PCS moving checklist planner to collect all those steps. In this moving planner, I add a checklist for an international move and checklist for small business owners because small businesses are growing and I had one and I had to move it. A lot of military spouses have their own small business, whether it's a brick and mortar or working from home. But there are a few things that need to happen when it comes to moving. Do you have a list you created for your move? Do you have all the things I have listed too? Let me share some of the checklist items you should have for each move in this PCS moving checklist planner binder. I know it's a lot of words, but it's not just for military. I can also adapt it to non-military moves. So let's get started. Hi, it's Kasha McDaniel and I am a home stager decorator and you're listening to the Creative Home Podcast where I talk about staging and decorating and all things associated with your home. So take a listen. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the Creative Home Podcast. I am your host, Kasha McDaniel and wow, moving. Yeah, I know. (laughs) How many times have you walked into a room to do something only to forget what it was? I'm guilty of that. I live by checklists and you will see notepads and sticky notes around my house to write it down because I will forget. Moving is one large organizational nightmare and there are so many moving parts, whether it's a family member, the house, the paperwork, the movers, your personal job. Each area is a special category which is why I sat down to focus on each of these areas so I don't let anything slip through the cracks. I remember creating a to-do list in our last move from Germany back to the U.S. I wrote it out on one sheet and posted it on the fridge so that I could see it every day. And I wrote it in a pencil because, or maybe even pen, both, (laughs) whatever writing utensil I could find. Um, And I made sure that there was plenty of space underneath because I know there'd be something else I would be adding to my list. You know how that works, right? You get one done, you add three more. I know, same thing. That's why I posted it on the fridge so that I could see it. Plus, that way everyone else in the family knew what had to be done, like chores. So for example, in our housing contract was we were um, renting a house, we had to make sure all the windows were cleaned and the whole house had to be cleaned before turning over the keys to the landlord. It was one of those stipulations. I had a local cleaning service who spoke English, <laughs> big deal over there. They came over to give me a quote to clean the empty house and wash the windows. And guess what they quoted me for? $750. I about choked when they told me that. Like, did I hear that right? $750? I was appalled because I thought, wow, this is crazy high. This is when we moved from German to Germany from the US, our house, which is double the size, cost only $400 and $750? I'm like, are you kidding me? But at this point, I was ready to fork over the $750 and scheduled the crew. But after a few hours of thinking this over, I canceled the cleaning crew. I knew there were times to cut corners and times to get the job done. 
and after talking to the housing office, our contract only said we had to have the house quote-unquote broom swept, which didn't require the deep cleaning or the extremely high cleaning bill that I was going to be charged. Plus, I think they charge us extra because we're Americans. And yeah, they can do that. <laughs> You'll find that a lot, especially in Germany. I don't know about other countries, but yeah, that's that's typical. I know. Yeah. And even the landlord will charge more for an American family versus a German family. Same house, same rental agreement. Well, obviously the German family wouldn't be with uh, the military housing or anything like the office, but yeah, I know. You'd think, well, that's outrageous. They can't do it. That's discrimination. Um, no, not in their country. But anyway, I digress. So I added cleaning to the moving list because we were going to be washing the windows and cleaning everything. So I tackled the windows with my kids and each day we worked on one floor. We had four floors. With the kids helping me clean both sides of the windows, because obviously you can't clean just one side, <laughs> we got the windows done in a week. We continued to clean out the kitchen, had each child vacuum their own room, or they helped me with the kitchen, like, you know, cleaning out the, the cabinets and things like that. You know, just, just emptying out the fridge. Oh my God, that causes so much, so much trash. Oh my gosh. It was a team effort and that's how you can stay organized and on track. So while I focus on military moves, moving is something that everyone goes through and checklists are an easy way to stay organized when there are so many moving parts. When I started writing this PCS moving checklist planner, I started with the important things you had to collect or do before even packing up the house. Some checklists are short, about eight to 10 items, and others are longer, about 20 to 30 or 40 items, but they all flow into one another and require you to complete one before moving on to the next. And that's how my brain works. That way we don't forget things. So we know, okay, check. Isn't it so, you know, enjoyable to say, okay, I got that done, done, next, moving on, right? So you can see that you make progress, right? So in this planner, I ended up with 14 spreadsheets that I created in Google Sheets. And these are all editable. So if you have some extra steps that I didn't take into consideration, like maybe you have a parent living with you or a special needs child, you can add those extra steps yourself. Okay. So let me share the 14 spreadsheets you so you have an idea of what you can find in it to help you stay organized. So I have things like utilities, records, like records management, right? Things like, you know, picking up the doctor's records, dental records, things like that miscellaneous home checklists like canceling memberships like maybe you're part of a bni because you're a small business or a chamber of commerce or maybe you have a pool membership right a golf club membership there's a house selling um, checklist military pcs important documents different from records totally different but they're important documents that you need to collect right items to pack in your car morning of the move and getting your new house set up. And those are just to move either across town, across the state, or even across the country, okay? So that gets you covered there. And I even have a beginning first tab that says, please read me first. And I spell out, okay, if you're moving just, you know, locally across the country, staying within the States, use these checklists, right? But what about moving internationally? Now, we had no idea what we were getting into but figured it was about the same as a normal move. And we were right to an extent, but there are so many other factors that you have to consider when moving overseas. 
My husband is not an active duty member anymore and is a government civilian, so there are other rules we have to play by. There are also defense contractors like companies like Booz Allen, SAIC, and others who work on base that can also move internationally and have similar things to do when it comes to moving. These checklists will help you with that too. Things like finding new English-speaking doctors. Yeah, that's a thing (laughs) because you can't go on base as a government civilian and use the base doctors or the contractor. Military, you can, but sometimes you need a specialty doctor and that's sometimes you have to venture out, right? Um, And even so, I have friends who were active duty military. Their kids went off base because they weren't accepting new patients. So you had to find English speaking doctors. And luckily, there's a bunch of them. So it's just a matter of finding them. Okay. Um, Things like opening up a foreign bank account. Oh my gosh, right? Um, Finding foreign car insurance because the American companies can't or won't cover you. Yeah, that's a doozy, right? Things that we take for granted here in the U.S. are not so easy overseas. And I cover these things in the International New Home Setup Checklist as well as the International Move from U.S. Checklist, where you need things like passports, foreign currency, unlocking your cell phone so you can get a new SIM card with a foreign number. Now that's a doozy because my lesson learned on that one, I thought, Okay, we had bought new phones anyway. We needed to upgrade them. We knew we had to get them unlocked. We got that done for our family. No problem. But the lesson learned was when my father-in-law came to visit us for two weeks. He came a couple months later. Was it a couple months or maybe a year later? I don't remember. But he came to visit us for about two weeks. And we thought, oh, great. Well, we know how to do the SIM card thing. We're just getting going to get him a SIM card when he shows up. And that way, his phone will work while it's here. Otherwise, you have to get an international calling thing. He won't be able to call us or text us because those are American numbers. And if you call from an American number to an international number, guess what? <laughs> You're going to be charged a healthy dose, right, of fees. So we thought, yeah, we'll get him a SIM card, get him set up. He comes over. We put the SIM card in and I forgot one important question to ask him before I did that. Is your cell phone unlocked by your provider? Uh, nope. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Very, very, very most important step in order to get your cell phone to work overseas. Okay. So that's one of the things that are in there. Okay. Plus other things that are gotchas that you're just like, wait, what? So that's in the, in the international move. So if you ever have to do that, we never did on active duty. If you did, if you will be doing that soon, um, this one will help you understand these things, even though you're kind of going, wait, do we really have to do this? Yeah. Yeah, you do. So not only do I cover the move from your old location, I also have checklists at your new location for both in the U.S. and overseas. And for those of you who have spouses that have a small business, Do they sell their business, move with you, close it down? There are steps that have to be taken legally. And I ended up keeping my business on hold, if you will, because I really could not work much overseas as a home stager. Some spouses have to close their business if they go overseas, depending on the situation. And I knew we were coming back to North Carolina, so it made no sense to close it because I could not get the same business name for five years once I closed it another gotcha. I know, right? 
So I added small business owners checklists for the move out and the reopening it in a new place. So both internationally, nationally, you know, all those kinds of things, right? So that's what my PCS moving binder planner is all about. While I focus on military moves, it can also help those of you who aren't in the military. Most of the checklists are non-military and you can skip the ones that don't pertain to you. And since I made this in Google Sheets, you can edit the tasks and make it more personal to you. One thing I do recommend doing is making copies of your important documents. And I still have it after four years. I made copies of important records like passports, credit cards, birth certificates, etc., and put them in its own flexible binder with sheet protectors. It's not the rigid three ring binder, but more like a presentation folder with fasteners that you can add sheet protectors. And then I slip the piece, the copies in those sheet protectors. And then I update it when passports are updated or if I get new documents. It's a nice backup that I use all the time, even after a move, right? Maybe I need something. I need to show whatever it is, registering the kids, getting some information to school, whatever it is. I always go back and refer to that all the time. So however you organize yourself, you can use these checklists to make your move easier. And if you move every few years like we did, you can reuse these checklists. No need to start fresh. Just start a new accordion file or binder and check off each item. Um, I call this a binder because I actually have a binder cover that you can label and change. Also editable. This one's in, editable in Canva. That way you keep track of, oh, this move was this related to this, you know, move. So we moved from North Carolina to Texas, for example, right? That may be one move. Maybe you move from then from Texas to Alaska, right? So that's overseas. There's things like that in there. So definitely you can keep things together, keep things, especially if you have damage in the move. That's, I'm always referring back to that as well. Oh my gosh. So I have a collection of these over the years because I've had to refer, like I said, back to them for one thing or another. And I'll leave the link in the show notes below so you can get your own copy at my Etsy shop at Willowbrook Printable. Plus, when you purchase this PCS Moving Planning Binder, you get a free checklist on the top five things you should unpack first in your new place. So thank you so much for listening, and I hope you guys have a fantastic week. I'll talk to you later.